Hi, I'm Bridget. And I'm Monica. Welcome back to Mode Push, the F1 podcast. We are doing a quickie on Vegas. Let's be honest. The race, I feel like so many people are going to be talking about OMG, like the track was such a hot mess in practice and the race was good. There was tons of like overtaking and whatnot. What I think we find to be more interesting is like the business behind Vegas. Yeah, because this Huge shot by Lowry. I mean, this is a first on so many accounts. One, just bringing back Vegas as a race and not in a parking lot. Like it used to be in the 80s. We had two Vegas GPs before in a parking lot, like Monica said. And so everyone thought that was the worst race ever. How did it go? It was overwhelming. Like the amount of activation, the like livery changes, the costumes. Like there were so many funny things about like Max and Checo were dressed up as Ferrari drivers. So the like newbie fans that were just there to be in like vegas for a weekend were like oh we won but like it's like no they were actually trying to be like elvis they capitalized on this thing to no end like i think that is what i find to be the most interesting part about it is like you want to talk about the culmination of like liberty's business plan and buying f1 and like americanizing it and growing the business they this was like their ultimate achievement and i actually think like if i had to give it a grade given all of the things that were happening with the union strike and how fast that they were moving and how they just like really committed i would give them like a solid i think like a minus i was thinking a minus a yeah and a little grade inflation i feel like if you had asked me on friday which is to say somewhere between fps and qual i would have gone much lower agreed the whole signs and stand wasn't an embarrassment probably but off and now so so the backstory here is this first time they've really bought the land they spent i think around 260 260 million to buy all the land then they build out as a permanent installation and they resurface the whole track but they took on all that themselves yeah i think all total they spent about 500 million in just infrastructure land and building to like put the pieces in place to make this a reality which is like actually an incredible feat that they got it done one so quickly and two i i would have thought it cost a lot more than 500 million especially because you read about that sphere thing that sphere thing was i feel like in many ways this weekend one of the big winners was the sphere, the sphere was the biggest win whoever <laughs> was advertising on the sphere was like the biggest win of the weekend i think commercial like like capitalism was the biggest winner yes like in every way shape or form okay so liberty spent 500 mil on infrastructure to set this up it is a 10-year contract so if we're doing math we're going to do like talk a lot of numbers today that call it 50 mil a year amortized over the lifetime of what is like the base case of this business plan because you know after year 10 it could be a huge success they could roll it forward whatever but like they're committing to 10 years we also know that it cost about 1.2 billion to put on the weekend just in terms of operating costs and, you know, like logistics costs to fly the circus to town to make sure that this city that is like incredibly walkable and mobile, like can shut down and be what it needs to be. So and fun fact, that's like 6x what it costs to put on the Super Bowl. It's nuts. So then so that's the expense side. On the revenue front, it's super interesting, too, because you have sort of two dynamics. You have the city of Las Vegas, which estimated that the race itself, so this like call it call it like a 10 day thing because you have set up the race, the teardown would bring one point two billion of tax benefit to the Las Vegas economy. 
so that was like, and they strategically did it. They worked with Liberty and F1 to pick a weekend that's like generally pretty slow in the Las Vegas convention and sort of like visitor calendar. So like genius, Vegas is a winner here. And they did not pay for the infrastructure. So Liberty, what do they get out of it? They had a sold out weekend. Again, a Super Bowl. I, they keep sort of like, and we keep sort of comparing this to the Super Bowl because it's sort of like the old, the ultimate thing in American sports. Hosts about sixty-five thousand people for one night. The race hosted one hundred and five thousand people for three days. Right. So we're talking like five x. So actually, in terms of ratio of poten- revenue potential on just like visitation and ticket spend for Liberty to like cost, like. Relative to the Super Bowl, like it's pretty in line, which is kind of interesting. The other sort of like amazing benefit to Liberty is the brand value of Las Vegas. It's so international. And the draw of this like hyped up race, which if you recall over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about like viewership has been down, attendance has been down because Max and Red Bull are so dominant that people aren't super interested. But what's amazing is this race had... 1.3 1.3 million viewers, even though it was a midnight rate. It was crazy. Which is above average for the season. So the season mm-hmm. has been around 1.1 to 1.2 million per race. And this is like, I mean, this is like a strong statistic because the the primary audience here is obviously the American audience. And we were all fast asleep, or at least us with kids were mm-hmm. fast asleep when the Total. race actually aired. So I think, and all that leads to, you know, in continual inflation of the value of the rights to stream and the sort of like TV contracts, which is all the way back to Bernie Ecclestein, the person who like monetized that one in the first place. So I feel like tons going on. I actually think the race itself was so fun to watch. The Spear was the winner, as was the Bellagio. <laughs> Listening to like Crofty talk about the big casinos and then actually hearing Max, who was like a total sourpuss all week which we can unpack until he won. And then he was like, I love Vegas. See the Las Vegas. The, hearing them the casino that casino the big casino so the largest casinos and hotels and then max is like he basically i'm gonna butcher the quote but he was basically like yeah monaco is like varsity and vegas is totally jv and it was just funny to like envision that to me is like the perfect metaphor for f1 the americanization of f1 because you have the casino in monaco and then the casino in vegas and you're like what is going on so all in all like I loved it. I thought they pulled it off. I mean, again, it was really at the end, but it totally, you know, Max was such a skeptic. Seeing him in his Elvis suit rolling in on his Rolls Royce to the Bellagio, just loving it. I felt like they won everyone over. And it was because the racing was great. The long straight of the strip actually led to like a lot of fun overtaking. It was iconic to see F1 in that setting. It was like the peak of American your point you know Miami was exciting because they had all these celebrities but the placement of it was not necessarily so like American this was totally the thing I think the track the choice to do street circuit on something that's as iconic as the Las Vegas strip is like pretty incredible if we're just breaking down the American races or even the North American races like Mexico City Austin and Montreal feel very like ingrained and trenched. The drivers love those tracks. The fans, the fan base has been there. Like it's, you, they're sort of the untouchables. I think Miami was like a fun and flirty like fling. Yeah. Vegas is like they committed. 
Yes. Like yeah. they got they got married. They got married. <laughs> they are like in it to win it long haul. And I actually have to say, at first I was like, oh, I don't know. But I have to say, like again, back to the like global brand of Vegas and like doing the actual track as the strip. Genius. 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 And it's interesting because Vegas Philly had a lot of coverage. So much. And they exercised it, right? They Everyone got in Vegas, not just the city, the workers. The workers got great deals out of it. Out of that. Yeah. Right. The last we were talking about, they were going on strike. And so the workers had got a great deal out. I think the city got a bunch of extra money out of it. They got the race. The whole timing of the race was because of the city's needs and when they wanted to close it. And yet, with all of the concessions that I think they made, I still think F1 won. I agree. You know? I agree. I agree. I think Vegas, the workers, the visitors, the the actual new audience that Vegas is getting introduced to. Yeah. Like, think about huge, that. Huge. It's Rich like international. Right. <laughs> one is like this, like, chic international sport, right? Vegas in America, like, don't be fooled. It's where we would go as, like, 21-year-olds for New Year's Eve. Like, it is not chic. There, there are chic elements to Vegas, but this is, like, a whole new level up for Las Vegas. And I just, I think the whole thing was, like, again brilliant i think it's liberty's like crowning achievement to their whole business plan my question for you monica is like where do they go from here i was just thinking that in some ways if you had asked me when they like submitted the memo to make this investment i feel like this could have been on it and like this coming to fruition and now it's like what is another version of this americanization like Totally new model, super iconic, big, bold. Asia. Yeah. I would say like the bun. Ooh, I'm saying we see that. Essentially like Joe. I think that's like the next market. Or, or I mean, Lewis to his. Lewis. Africa. Africa. Yeah. Africa. They got him. They've been working on it. Huge. And I'm getting chills. I'm like, I'm like you go. It's like really exciting. I'm like really exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because they leaned a lot into the middle east which has brought in like a lot of money but it doesn't bring in necessarily like the culture culture flood it is this tension though with the street circuit thing versus more racing tracks liberty's building a brand right mm-hmm. they're basically bought a brand that happened to come with a sport right like that's the- <laughs> and so when you're building a brand especially when it has like physical manifestings like these races it has to sort of like pick it's like it's like any like retail you know these these like you look at like you walk down soho a street in Soho and you're like how does that little shop afford that rent and you're like it doesn't it's a billboard so like in a way I feel like Liberty is picking their spots and like Vegas was just the ultimate to me like it was it was like the ultimate billboard but like great you hear my I daughter in the agree. background I think I think we have a baby that's marching down which baby that is okay so my daughter peed on Monica's husband <laughs> I'd say right now, both babies are crying and we've left them to figure it out. Yeah, they're going to do their thing. We're just dreaming about being in Vegas at a, and drinking a shoey. For Rapid Chug. Which you accord yeah. to stay in here? Just, <laughs> really. Do you have a driver of the day? I mean, LeClaire. Oh my God, the man deserves a win. Isn't it these signs is the only person to have won outside of the Red Bull team? I know. And I think we might close out the whole season that way. It's wild. So wild that Chuggo has struggled to get second in a car that has been so dominant that like rips at my heartstrings because i do love checo but i my driver of the day would probably be i think i think leclerc i think leclerc i think checo did a really good job i think stroll yeah stroll and ocon had these kind of crazy like, redemption which we also didn't even talk about much yeah money 
Oh, Aston. Oh my God. So Big Daddy sold a portion, small part of that team at a billion dollar valuation, which I thought was interesting. I think it's awesome, especially it's very interesting relative to the Alpine deal, which was sub that was like around 800 million. It's also interesting to think about how much could that team be worth if they had two world-class drivers. I mean, that's the pro forma. Like you're like, as if you're making that investment, you're like, Mm. I have a driver and a half right now. So like, can I 1.5 my money based on like getting the nepotism, the nepo baby out of the seed? But that being said, I do stroll to the stroll to the That's another that's another <laughs> recording for another day. I do feel like we have to talk about potentially what's going to happen. I feel like we're going to have a silly off season. I feel like there's potential for a silly off season with all this stuff around Checo. Oh, yeah. With we still don't know who's driving the second William. Do you want to know another fun fact that your husband actually told me? I'd love to. Who do you think has more podiums this year? Russell or Piastri? I mean, the fact that we're even asking this, Piastri, which you know what? Kudos to not pat ourselves on the back, but us. They called that. They did call that. that. Yeah, it's two to one. Isn't that depressing? That's wild. Russell looks beleaguered a little bit. Beleaguered is a perfect word for him. Like he had his half with summer and then now... He looks like he's not had a hangover for many weeks. <laughs> I mean, he needs to drink Lewis's non-alcoholic tequila. Mm, yes, like that'll solve everything. They need, they need a good winter break. They need some team building. Yeah. They need to do some trust falls. They need to like journal their dreams together. They need to like... A lot of know. teams do that. I'd say Ferrari could use it. Yeah. Ferrari yeah. needs to pick a lead driver. Alpine, if they're going to oh keep God. these drivers. Alpine's not going to keep them. They can't, right? And honestly, kind of made me feel like I don't know if you saw that this this weekend, but like Ryan Reynolds was all over Esteban Ocon. So it kind of makes me think that Gasly might be on the chopping block. I, you know, they had already committed so much to Ocon. He's kind of, I mean, because when Ocon's good, he's really good. Like, and he's cutthroat. He's, he's cutthroat. Killer. He's killer, which he's got. I actually think that's so accurate. I feel like, I feel like Piastri has the killer instinct, but it's in this like, chill, fun, like Danny Ricardo-esque way. Yes. I feel like Ocon is actually the most similar to Oh, 100%. In terms of like, I'm going to run you off the road and you're going to be the one that gets penalized for it. And that's why they hate each I feel like they hate each other they when they come. They, there's a lot of animosity. animosity is the right yeah. word. So it's fascinating. I mean, what does it mean? What does the sale, partial sale of Aston mean for Stroll? Does that mean he's going to be gone? Although I think Lauren still has controlling state. What does it mean for, I mean, Danny Rick's ascendance back into the sport, although he didn't really look in fighting shape this week. You're like, I don't know. I feel like we're just sort of primed for like a lot of shakeups. And I think every single investor slash billionaire that wants to have a piece of something sexy is trying to get into F1 right now. So with new money comes new strategy, comes new blood. Where is Benotto going to come back? Is Otmar going to make a resurface? He was in Vegas. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. He's definitely angling. He's making it seem like. And then I saw this crazy stat that was like cost or this crazy headline. I think it was some, it's like maybe a big publication said like Haas needs to hang it up or sell the team. Like it's just, they're not competitive anymore. And it's actually such a head scratcher because if anyone were to make the most money in terms of like cost committed to date versus value of that team, I would argue with Haas. They should just get out now. They should get out. Yeah. They should get out and they should sell to someone that can actually like put money into that car. Yeah. Well, in Aston, you know, said, find your big daddy's stroll. Whose son is driving an F2 right now? That's what we need to think about. That's what we need to think about. 
Thanks for listening to our chaotic little episode. I, I don't really want to leave the recording. The room, baby. <laughs> we have two, like an eight and a nine month old outside, but there's margaritas out there. I do want those. I want those. I, I want to take it. I want to make it like a shoey of sorts, like just down and walk. <laughs> I mean, that's dangerous, but I'm kind of here for it. We are back in person for this episode. We sort of buried the lead on that. We're going to have the mommy margaritas we talked about having for nine whole months while these babies were cooking. And oh my God, that's true. This is like a promise. Like 18 months later. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's been a long, we need a lot of marks, guys. <laughs> if you're wondering, part of the inspiration for Mode Push was being pregnant when we started this podcast. So the moms of F1. Yes. We will. We have to. Big things. We're, we're going to have a silly off season. So big things coming for next year. Stay posted, guys. And we'll wrap up the season next week. Bye. Live next episode. week. There might be some cameos. Cameos from our, <laughs> from our key listeners and predictions and maybe looking at sort of how we did yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. So I think we actually, like, I really think we called a lot of things. I think we did. Like, is Mercedes listening to us? I mean, we... I, you know, for a long time, I was most skeptical about that and our love of pastry. Both things. And I think we're calling it Alpine's shape. Oh, I'm like super stoked for Alpine. That's what a lot. I think it's going to kick off one of the off season, silly. Bring it on. All right. Well, see y'all next weekend. And happy Thanksgiving to all the Americans out there. I hope you guys have lots of margs or other drinks to get through the holidays. Bye. Bye. Push.